Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Amber Wilson and Joe Formbaugh hanging out with you on Joe and Amber. It sounds like a no-brainer, but it's not always a no-brainer. Find him at Joe Formbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Right now on ESPN is the 24-hour fantasy football marathon. We are getting you ready for all things fantasy football leading into your drafts. If you want to play fantasy football with us, sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. It is fun, it is easy, and it is free. The AP Top 25, Joe. We are close to fantasy football. We are also close to college football. The AP Top 25, a poll that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Stop right there. This it means has everything. Been released. It means We will nothing. overreact to everything we in here. Will. I can't wait for this. Well, that's the thing, is it means nothing, and yet we love it, and we care about it still, even if it means nothing. The AP Top 25 was released. Number one, Georgia. <laughs> 60, Stop traffic. 60 votes, right? Nothing surprising there. Michigan, number two. Ohio State, number three. All three of those schools receiving at least one first place vote. Alabama rounds out the top four, and then LSU sitting there at five. What do you make of the AP preseason poll? Well, I've got a lot of takes. My takes are a little bit further down the board, but you set it up with the top five, and that's the smart place to start, so let's go there. Georgia is going to be better on defense than they were last year. And if you watch them on defense last season, they were absolutely fantastic. They play nobody in the out-of-conference schedule. They don't play Alabama or LSU during the regular season. The schedule's a cakewalk. It is a smart move putting them number one because they shouldn't have much problem getting to the SEC championship game. In Vegas, they're projected to be double-digit favorites in every game they play. It's all going to come down to whether or not Tennessee is any good with Joe Milton III at quarterback. Michigan at number two makes sense. I would have them ahead of Ohio State. The AP has them ahead of Ohio State. I mean, you couldn't beat Michigan last year if you're Ohio State and you were at home and you had C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick as your quarterback. You also had two starting offensive tackles who are now both in the NFL. Those guys are gone. Stroud's gone. They got to battle at the quarterback position, and they have to go to Michigan, who once again plays a cupcake out of conference schedule. So Michigan should be two. The only weak spot for Michigan right now, and it's not really a weak spot, it's just the wide receiver position isn't really good enough, in my opinion, to compete with a team like Georgia. But it's good enough to win the Big Ten. So I get that. And then there's Bam at four. And I believe, is this the lowest we've seen them since like 2009 Probably. when they went on to win the title? So I think that's fascinating. Do you think there's disrespect in Tuscaloosa? Uh, the only, oh, in Tuscaloosa, no. In fact, I would have LSU ahead of Alabama. Oh, so I think there's no. disrespect there Here we go. for LSU. I don't really have a problem outside of that. 
with this top five. Okay. I, too, would have Michigan ahead of Ohio State. You're talking about J.J. McCarthy returning. You've got that powerful one-two punch at running back with Blake Corum. Donovan Edwards is still there. You have seven starters on defense returning. There's always going to be turnover, obviously, in college football. Michigan didn't, frankly, have a ton of it for one of these top five teams. And they got better on that O-line through the transfer portal. I absolutely would give the nod, then, to Michigan over Ohio Ohio State for all the reasons that you just mentioned, the pieces that Ohio State will be missing as we head into this season. LSU is better than Bama. The reason that Bama is getting the nod over LSU is because LSU has to go on the road and play Bama in Tuscaloosa this season. I think that's what's separating these two and why the voters put Bama at four and LSU at five. But for me, Bama, I mean, I I wouldn't even have a huge problem if you put USC ahead of Bama, frankly. I'm not hot on Bama. Uh, Okay, let's not go ahead and veer the radio car off the tracks. I I think you could... It's compelling that you want to make the case for LSU. I think this is a safe play to keep the Tigers behind the tide because the Tigers are going to open the season against number eight Florida State. That game is going to be a neutral site game in Orlando. If you put LSU ahead of Alabama and draw all that attention and then it turns out that they lose the opening game, that's going to really cause fire. And I know there's a bunch of votes that lead to this, but I just don't think a lot of people are willing to step outside the box on that just yet. USC at six, the defense was a major problem last year. And keep something in mind with USC. As good as they are and as good of a head coach as Lincoln Riley is and head and quarterback Caleb Williams, defending Heisman Trophy winner are, they were number one in the country in turnover differential last year. They were like plus 27. That is not a sustainable number. And as the turnovers move, so do the wins and losses. So keep that in mind. Washington, Oregon, Utah, Oregon State, even a little bit of UCLA, all formidable in the Pac-12. I'm going to get to the big take here. Number 11. Too low for Texas. Texas is back this year. I'm going on record saying that. I'm not saying they're winning the national championship game. They're going to win the Big 12. They're going to have one loss at worst by the time they're done winning the Big 12, and they're going to make the college football playoff. That is Joe Fortenball's big take this year. Now, I know some people will say "Ah, it's not that big of a take. Texas hasn't done anything in years. They've gone under their Vegas season win total every year since, like, 2011. They constantly underwhelm. This year, they're not going to. This year, they're going to go over nine and a half wins. They're winning the Big 12. The only game where they're a dog, week two, September 9th in Tuscaloosa against the Tide. They're like a touchdown underdog. That game is going to be incredible, in my opinion. I actually agree with you about Texas. You have Quinn Ewers back. He's going to be throwing to one of the best wide receiver rooms in all of of FBS, you're talking about uh, Xavier Worthy there. They have Jatavian Sanders at the tight end position. All five starters are returning for the Longhorns along that O-line. I have no problem with you thinking that Texas is better than most people think Texas is. I wouldn't have any problem if they were inside this top 10. Who are you knocking out, though, of the top 10? To put of Texas the top 10, if I was to take a good long look at them, I would say, ooh, I really like Washington this year. I agree with Clemson. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't really think this one through. I got to knock one of them out. I can't do it to my own my own alma mater of Penn State. I would flip Texas with Washington. I would do that. And I don't want to disrespect the Huskies. I love what Washington did on offense. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, is the most underrated coach 
in the country. This team had double-digit wins in his first year on the job last year, and they had a miserable defense. That defense is going to be better. Almost all the production on offense is coming back. Michael Penix Jr. is a fantastic quarterback who should be garnering a lot of Heisman attention this season. I would just flip Texas and Washington, not because I'm disrespecting Washington, but because I think Texas is better than people realize. With Washington... You're talking about a revamped line, three new starters on that line. Stopping the pass was a big problem for that defense last year for Washington. I wouldn't have a big problem with you flipping those two teams and putting Texas above Washington. In terms of LSU and Alabama, though, you thought that that was crazy. You think that's a crazy take that I'm putting LSU ahead of Alabama? What makes you believe in Alabama so much this season? I don't. I bet under 10.5 wins. I think it's my best, one of my best bets on the board. They were a 10-win team last year, which means mm-hmm. if you're going under 10 and a half wins, you need two losses. They were a 10-win team last season, so they lost two games, and they had the number one pick in the draft at quarterback, and they had the number one defensive player in the draft at Will Anderson. Those guys are gone. They've got a quarterback battle taking place right now, and if that guy doesn't step up and lead this team, that's going to be a problem. Three of their wins last season, razor-thin margins. Texas, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss. If they dropped two of those games, which they very well could have, they would have been an eight-win team, and Vegas wouldn't be pricing them at 10 and a half. The good news for Alabama... Every tough game this season is at home, with the exception of the Texas A&M game, who, by the way, they're somewhere around, let me find it, A&M is sitting at 23. Do not sleep on the Aggies this year. They were very young last season. They're going to be a much better outfit this year. I think with Bama, that quarterback competition, if you have two and they're battling, you don't have one, right? The old saying, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, I don't know which of those guys that offense is going to end up settling behind. The defense, you're missing now, Will Anderson. Uh, Every year, Saban has to reload. It's not really from a talent perspective. For me, with Alabama, it's more like how quickly is that talent going to come together and the competition and how it has raised around Alabama. I'm just not hot on Bama this season at all. All right. Traeger is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, enjoy the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from Home Depot. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you. What can we expect from Justin Fields and the Bears this season? We'll get into that. ESPN Radio is also on the app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. just had an entire off-air discussion about soccer, Joe. About not really MLS because Inter-Miami right now is not actually playing MLS games, but still an MLS team. In inner Miami, off air, like I, not even because we needed to or had to or for our jobs. Like we are just sitting here actually discussing this thing. That's what Lionel Messi does. Yeah, that's what he does. I mean, he just scored a goal in Philadelphia tonight from, I don't know, 700 yards away. I wasn't counting. He makes it look so easy. He's come to this country. He's crapping all over everything we've done from a soccer standpoint here. It appears to me to be nothing more than a very elaborate, very expensive troll job. He's just <laughs> laughing and having fun. He is kicking the crap out of everybody. Mm-hmm. This Wasn't this team, I don't know, I know very little about this, but wasn't Inter-Miami like the worst team in the league? In the and entire, now they just win every game? Yes, it, he is the. they were the worst team in the MLS. Now they haven't actually, these aren't actual MLS games. Nevertheless, they were the worst team in the entire MLS. This man joins it. And all of a sudden, they look awesome. Now, they still may not make the playoffs and all that sort of stuff because he joins them very, very late. And again, these games and this tournament, it's not counting. They're playing, I think, teams from the Mexican League. And I, this is above my pay grade. Don't ask me how to explain it. Yeah, but it. whatever. They're just, it's making noise and he's That's dominating. The point, is he is just dominating. And he's not even in his prime anymore. I mean, can you imagine? He is just coming over here on the worst team in the country and just making it look easy. And apparently it works. When you bring in one of the best soccer players in the world and you bring him over here and you put him on a team, all of a sudden everybody cares. It really does bring attention to the team. I know you guys in break were saying, why aren't we talking about this more? I have a skewed perception because I consume so much Miami media because I worked in that market for so long. So I hear a ton of talk about Lionel Messi. But I know nationally people aren't probably talking about it as much as they should be, and they should be, because this dude is absolutely dominating, but he's also dominating the business world. He's going to get an equity stake in this team. He's got the deal with Apple. He's living the life. He's in Miami. He already had a house there. Everybody speaks Spanish. It's good. This man is living. He knows what he's doing over here in this country, and he's helping grow soccer in this country, which was certainly one of his goals. Part of the problem with why it probably won't catch on as much as it should is that he came over, he signed with Inter Miami, it got all of our attention, and then immediately he started playing a bunch of games that weren't MLS games, mm-hmm. and no one knows what the hell it counts towards. Now all of a sudden he's playing in some other game, and we have no idea what this counts towards. Newsflash! You have to make it easy for us. We are simple-minded, pea-brained human beings. This is not the 1950s where we have attention spans. You have to break it down in simple chapter and verse for the American public. I've got about eight seconds. I've got the length of a tweet in which I'm willing to pay attention to you, and that's not personal. My brain cannot function in the year 2023. I can't focus. I probably need pills. That's a different story. But, like, you need to be able to get the message out quickly and succinctly and efficiently, and nobody has done that for me. I do not know who he's playing against. I do not know what these games count for. It's like he had a bunch of goals and a bunch of wins, and then the next thing was, well, yeah, these aren't even the MLS games yet. What the hell is it? Is it preseason? No, do these it's count? An in, what is it? It's an in 
it's an in-season tournament, but they do that in soccer. And heck, the NBA is adopting that model and going towards the soccer model, Here we right? Go. So there are those those intricacies in soccer that you see work so well overseas that Americans probably need to get used to and that American sports, frankly, are in tune with. Either way, even if it's confusing right now, Lionel Messi, he ain't confusing. That dude is still great. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection on the road. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. The Bears, they may be confusing, even if the National Football League doesn't confuse us. It's a team that is on the come up, a team that was ripped all the way down to the studs, as we say, Joe, and they are building back up. They are led by their quarterback, Justin Fields. A lot of people very high on the Bears quarterback. Courtney Cronin, ESPN NFL Nation Bears reporter, was on ESPN radio, and she said that Fields has the tools to take the next step. Given everything they did this offseason, everything is skewed towards the offense in Chicago, and we know that Justin Fields has the belief and the faith from this front office, from this coaching staff, to go out and be a franchise quarterback. Now, he's got to put it all together this season, but the little bit you've seen from training camp and practice every day to those three passes that went for 129 yards, yes, they were screen passes, but still, to watch him rely on his playmakers in ways that he didn't do before, just getting the ball out quickly. That has been a focus of training camp, and that's why optimism is so high around Justin Fields that he can get this Bears offense on track and help it take the next step as a passing unit. So what's interesting about Courtney saying that is that she sounds very high on Justin Fields, as she should be, but also I know Courtney Cronin has the Bears finishing last in their division. So yes, can Justin Fields take a step forward? Sure. But are the Bears actually going to, in tune, take a step forward? I think that's the harder question to answer. I think the first thing we need to address with all the hype about Justin Fields over the weekend is that it it was two dump-offs that went for massive amounts of yards. All right, so yes, you made the play, but everyone goes into the box score and they're like, man, Fields was 3-for-3, 129 yards, two touchdowns, he can't be stopped. He threw a little swing pass that went for 60, was it DJ Moore, 62 yards, and Khalil Herbert went for 56. So let's just take our time. Now, this is a three-win team from last year. They have a very exciting quarterback. The front office has done a really nice job building up the depth on this roster. They are going to take a step forward this year. They really are. And Fields is going to have an opportunity to show that, yes, he can be a franchise quarterback and a damn good one in the process. But there's a lot that we're not addressing here. Number one. You never hear anyone talk about the Bears' defense when they're hyping up the Bears this season. Do you know why? It's because the Bears' defense is going to stink. And that's not necessarily a bad thing right now. They're building up. They had so many problems on both sides of the ball. They got their quarterback and then immediately realized we're going to get this kid killed because we have a terrible offensive line. So they've started building that up, and they've started giving him weapons. The Bears are going to be one of the most exciting teams in the NFL this year because they're going to score a ton of points, and they're going to allow a ton of points. So there's a lot of upside. They're going to win more than three games. But anybody talking about 10 wins, playoffs, sleeper team, they're a year away from being a year away. they got to get that defense organized. I agree with you. That defense is not going to be good. What we get excited about is the potential there for Justin Fields. And if the Bears weren't excited about that, they wouldn't have traded away the number 1 overall pick. They expect him to be the franchise quarterback. Do I think it's somewhat of a prove-it year for Justin Fields? Yes. Like I don't think his job is 
solidified forevermore. But I do think that if they didn't have that belief in him, they certainly would not have not addressed the quarterback position when they had the number one pick at one point in this year's draft. DJ Moore is an exciting addition and people are way overly maybe excited about it coming off of a preseason game, like you said. But I do think that that addition means a lot for Justin Fields and his development. My concern is not Fields. I do think he's going to be exciting. I think that offense is going to be dynamic. But I agree with you. The Bears ain't going to be overall. I mean, you you have to have a complete team to actually get anywhere. And frankly, I don't even feel like that's what they're trying to do yet. This is a completely re- this is a rebuilding process. Ryan Poles knows that. Matty Ibrafleus knows that. They're buckled in. They have been expecting to rebuild this thing. Coming up next, Niners fans, Bills fans, we're sorry because we're going to tell you why your teams will not win this next Super Bowl. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's boring to just tell you why your very good team is going to win a Super Bowl. Anybody can do that when we talk about the best teams in the NFL. Why your team won't win one. That's the more interesting conversation. Let's get negative about the best teams in the NFL. Let's hop to it. Why your team won't win the Super Bowl. Oh, no. We suck again. With Joe and Amber. There's a chance we won't win. So, Joe, the San Francisco 49ers, a team that by all accounts, everybody thinks once again will be very good, a team that found themselves very hobbled, but in an NFC championship game last season, could they have gotten over the hump if they had a healthy quarterback? Maybe. But why are they not going to get over the hump this season, Joe? It is fascinating how snake-bitten this franchise has been since they moved down to Santa Clara. And they are not the San Francisco 49ers. They are very far from San Francisco. So it feels like all the good mojo that the Golden State Warriors got over the last decade, that came directly from the Niners because every successful moment for the Niners is always just leading you up to a heartbreaking defeat. Think about the Super Bowl appearance against the Chiefs. You're winning that game the entire way. Everything's looking good. Garoppolo makes two key mistakes late in the game. One, he misses Emmanuel Sanders by like two inches deep down the field on a play that pretty much ends the game. And then he misses George Kittle on a crucial third down, I believe, over the middle on a play that would have extended the drive and eventually bled out the clock. In that game, the Niners got away from the rushing attack and the Chiefs after the game, the defense, when they were interviewed, they said they they could not believe 
Shanahan went away from the running game. They couldn't stop it. They were praying to get off the field. And when he started throwing, they realized they had a chance to win the game. This is the same Shanahan who, by the way, was part of the part of an architecture group that engineered the worst Super Bowl blowout comeback defeat, whatever you want to call it, in history with that Falcons thing. So I'm not going to go on too much longer, but the year where, you know, they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game and the Rams go on to win the Super Bowl, safety drops a surefire interception that would have ended the game at the end, and they go on to lose. And then last year, every quarterback imaginable gets hurt in a game against Philadelphia that they could have won. Their defense was built for something like that. So that's the thing. It just, they feel snake bit. I think ultimately it will be a combination of Something goes wrong at the quarterback position, and Shanahan makes a bad call at a bad spot that'll doom them because otherwise they're a very good team, Amber. So basically you have the 49ers not winning the Super Bowl because they're cursed because yeah, they need to I, Santa Clara. That's how good they are. That's how, To be honest, like most of that's tongue-in-cheek because I think the world of Kyle Shanahan as a play caller, as a play designer, I think the world of this defense and the way they go about their business – do you Nick think, Bosa? Do you think I mean, the world – God. Right. Well, do you think the world of Wilkes, right? Because – we don't maybe talk about it enough. They lose D'Amico Ryans as a defensive coordinator there in San Francisco. Is that going to end up mattering to that defense? Nick Bosa right now is a I think so because they lost Robert Sala and Ryan stepped in and was just as good. So That's now true. Ryan's leaves and Wilkes steps in. It might be that easy to put play defense there. It, it may be. Maybe it's as easy as at being a DC there as it is at being a quarterback there in that Kyle Shanahan system. Just plug and play, right? Nick Bosa, though, I think he's key. And I don't know what's happening with that situation. He's a holdout. It feels like they're going to get something done. He's coming off of that rookie contract. Is in the fifth year of his deal. He'll get the fines back under the CBA if they do work something out. If they don't, though, they're in trouble. Nick Bosa, for me, is the San Francisco 49ers. Like, it's not the quarterback that's the face of that franchise. It's Nick Bosa because he's the best defensive player in the country. Defensive player of the year. He won a rookie defensive player of the year. That San Francisco team is loaded and the rich got richer defensively in San Fran this offseason. But they still need Bosa to be the best defensive player in the league. So if they don't win the Super Bowl, if I'm giving you reasons that they won't, it would be because things don't work out quickly enough with Nick Bosa. The other reason would be the obvious. What happened to them last season at the quarterback position? Maybe Brock Purdy isn't the guy that we saw through those seven starts last season, or maybe those injuries linger for Brock and we end up having to pull the emergency handle and go back to a Trey Lance who hasn't once again looked good here in a preseason. Trey Lance, is he a good quarterback? We have no idea. We've seen so little of him. And frankly, I don't think he's going to get the opportunity. And is Sam Darnold going to look better in that system? But most importantly, are any of them going to be available to you? Because are any of them going to be healthy for this snake-bitten franchise? Those would be the reasons to me that they would lose. Nick Bosa, in the last two regular seasons, has 34 sacks in 33 games. Woof. That is remarkable. That's so crazy. And the way he disrupts the game from not only a pressure standpoint, look at how many opposing offensive tackles and running backs pick up holding calls or penalties when trying to block him. He is the definition of a game wrecker, to your point. The quarterback position is everything for the San Francisco 49ers because, once again, it is a thin NFC. Their division outside of Seattle doesn't really pose much of a threat. There aren't a lot of great teams out there outside of Philadelphia. The Niners grabbing the one seed is certainly something that can happen, and then all roads come through them. But can Brock Purdy 
get better than what we saw last season. There are a lot of people that look at him and say, this dude was the last pick in the draft. He caught lightning in a bottle. There's no way this is going to maintain. There are other people that say he's always been good, and he just happened to find the right coach with the right system. He's got great players around him. If you're looking for a bet, Debo Samuel over 725 and a half receiving yards is one of my favorite bets on the board. He had 1,400 receiving yards two years ago. That dropped to just over 600 last season. That's why the prop is so low. He admitted he wasn't in shape last year. He had a bad year because he wasn't in shape. He has been sending Kyle Shanahan shirtless pictures all summer. (laughs) Shanahan told the media this. He's been sending him shirtless pictures to prove to him how in shape he's in. So Debo Samuel, expect a big bounce back from him this year. Well, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. This team is actually even harder for me to make an argument of why, but why? In the words of Joe Fortenbaugh, why won't the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl this season? I married in the Bills Mafia, so I'm not even going to partake in this. They're going to no, win a Super Bowl. To. She's They're not listening. Go Come on. Mrs. Fornbaugh is not firing wife. up her radio at 839 on the East Coast. That's not happening. I do like the fact that I married in the Bills Mafia because there are a lot of fan bases I could have gotten that I wouldn't have wanted to join. This fan base is 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 ab- absolutely awesome. Like, you go there in you could be any you could be at Buffalo at any time. Everybody is wearing Bills gear all the time. It is like a it small is Texas there. high school town. Yeah, you saw it last year yeah, in the playoffs. I loved it. I loved going to Buffalo, and that's coming from a Dolphins fan. Yeah. I mean, they weren't all nice to me, but I loved the passion, the tailgating. Yes. It took over the entire city, like you said. That wasn't just a thing on Sunday when you're watching the game. That is a thing. That is a it's way life. of life there in Buffalo. I also, honestly, I thought Buffalo, I liked Buffalo, the city of Buffalo, much, much more than I expected it to. Cool town. Yeah, uh, wife lives in the Burbs. Uh, anywhere we've ever been in the world, if she ever sees anyone wearing a, a Bills anything, these people all look at each other. They go, go Bills. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Go Bills. And they're just so nice and friendly and always go Bills this and that. If they're going to get beat this year, I would love to know what the thing is with Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if are we resolved there or is there more there than meets the eye? If you remember his time in Minnesota, it came to a, a tumultuous end and he was traded to Buffalo. So there have been problems with this guy before. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if it's been fixed. But ultimately, if the Bills fall short this year, it'll be a combination of a tough division, stacked AFC, and then something going on with Diggs. Because otherwise, it's a good defense. It's a loaded offense. Mm -hmm. They should be right there competing this season for a championship. Uh, Yeah, I have a hard time making the argument when you look at this team on paper. I mean, this team didn't make any big offseason swings, largely because they didn't need to. This is a complete team on both sides of the ball. The problem has been that they've been running into the Kansas City Chiefs. And that could be the problem again this season. So if you make me pinpoint a reason they're not going to win the Super Bowl, my reason would be the other teams in the AFC. It wouldn't actually be any deficiencies here for the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen, even though some people like to question him, I think he's an excellent quarterback. I still easily have him as a top three quarterback in the league. I like that the little tweaks that they did make, they bolstered up that O-line even more for him in this offseason. I don't really have anything to say other than, you're right, Stefan Diggs loves to burn bridges. It seems like maybe it's a theme at this point. If QB1 isn't getting along with wide receiver one, then I guess that could spell trouble from a chemistry perspective. But those guys have figured it out on the field, even though we see them argue on the sidelines. And even though we've seen Stefan yelling at Josh Allen on the sidelines, we didn't see much disconnect 
on the actual field this past season between those two guys. So I would imagine that they're professionals and that it won't make an appearance at least there during playtime. This is an excellent Buffalo Bills team. It would just be the competition for me. Do not sleep on rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. He's going to be a player. Go back and watch the Utah games last year at the end of the season where he was hurt. The offense was nothing without that kid. He could be a huge Huge addition to that Buffalo offense this season. It allows them to do those 12 personnel groupings where they use two tight ends now because they have two tight ends in Buffalo. Kincaid fell to them in the draft. It worked out very beautifully for that offense, bringing him in. I think he's going to be a huge target this season for Josh Allen and make the Bills even better. But we weren't supposed to be arguing why they're going to be better. Joe. Yeah, actually, yeah, we did that, <laughs> that the wrong way. That went, oh, yeah, that, you, went, that went off the rails. I That's, told you. I in case the, the reason Mafia. they may win the Super Bowl, not they're not going to. That's win how the Super slick Bowl. I can be. I told you I wasn't going to pick against them. I can't do it. I'm not sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you. It is your turn to weigh in. This is when we open up the phone lines to you. I can't believe it's already that time in the show. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Bring us your hottest takes. Anything you got. You want to insult Buffalo since Joe won't do no, it because he's scared of his no, no, wife? No. Go ahead. Give us a call. Joe and Amber, the podcast. You can also watch your televisions right now. ESPN's in the midst of their 24-hour fantasy football marathon. You can sign up to play fantasy ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN fantasy app. It is easy. It is fun. And it is free. Joe Fortenbaugh, find him at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports, 888-729-3776. We will get to your phone calls in just a moment. Joe, have people heard what we talk about off air? The show within the show is better than the actual show sometimes. I think it's fair. It's a fair assessment. You and I missed the excitement of the wave of the dating apps, so we didn't get to enjoy any of that. A lot of the younger people at ESPN Radio have partake. They do partake, so we like the stories. You also, am I allowed to elaborate on to how this all started or should I be quiet? Yeah, no, you can. I want to make sure. I was revealing. Amber wanted all of us to know that because she's been on first take this week, how many hundreds of thousands of men have slid into her DMs trying to convince her of a wide multitude of things, which it's the internet and I can completely understand, but I would love it. I would absolutely love it if we could hear some of these DM approaches oh, no. that these guys, you don't have to out. I don't want you to out the guys. I appreciate a, a person for going out there and shooting their shot. They will not personally be humiliated, but I would love if we could hear some of the DMs that you're receiving after these first take appearances. I just get a lot of DMs right now since I am on first take daily from dudes who I guess think that I'm going to meet up with them. It's a lot of like, hey, when are you, like, what are you doing in New York? Are you busy read later? Them. You know, can I take it? Yeah, read them. I'm not reading that. I feel bad. I'm not reading that. No, 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 them. no, no. You don't get to tell us all about that and then be like, no, I, I want to back away. I don't feel good about this. No, I, this don't is, out it's, the person. It's I'm not going to out the person. Like, okay. I'll get DMs like, you know, very nice. They'll start Rewind. off very nice. Hey, you know, I, I I love watching you this morning. You're knowledgeable. You're you know, lovely. That sort of Boo, stuff. Those not good very enough. Nice. And then it'll go on to, you know, are you coming to L.A. anytime soon? Those sorts of things. I can pull up some of these messages. Yeah, we yeah. would like that. I mean, on, we'd like be- that a lot. This is this is a terrible segment. My nope. point to you guys was like, when does this work? Because here's the thing. And I, I appreciate 
the confidence level. It's not that. And I'm not insulting any of these gentlemen for doing it or for trying. Shoot your shot, I guess. But even if I was single and I am married and some of them have been so aggressive that I have to inform them Read I am those. very married, right? Read those. Those are the ones we want to hear. I don't yeah. want to hear about the, hey, you look great on TV. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that. I want to hear the inappropriate stuff. Okay, hold on. I'm like, I'm literally having to scroll back because there's, there's so many. There's James so is many. so excited right now. James, you're welcome. I really hope my husband Great is content. not listening yeah, to this, I'm excited series, about the this segment. He is not going to be happy. If he's By the way, her segment. DMs are open for all no. the radio listeners as well. Help know, yourself. Right? Slide might, on in. Shoot your shot. I might. I might. She is married. She's she's not. You're not going to succeed, but you might as well shoot a shot. And at the very least, we could read it and mock you on national radio. But here's the thing. If if I was single and I wasn't married and I'm trying to put myself in that situation, like if I was single and these dudes slid into my DMs, is there any scenario where I would trust it? Because no, like there's no scenario. You could be the hottest guy ever on Instagram and I would be looking at you like you're probably catfishing me and also whatever I DM back to you, you're about to screenshot and use against me because I have this job. Oh my God, you are such a lawyer. Like everything about what could be a fun exchange and keep in mind in this hypothetical, you were single. Everything that could have been fun about that exchange, you turned into a horror movie combined with a lawsuit, which the horror movie part. No, the horror movie part's terrible. I, I as a movie, yes, here's, but as real life, here's no. the sorts of messages. What's on tap for you this week here? Anything fun planned outside of work it should be a good week with the weather. Those those sorts of things. That's not right? good enough. I'm going to need better of, than that. It's very well, I'm trying to. That I'm is trying to that's clean terrible. That actually feels me, made up. You want, that feels made up. You want it's not made up. You want me the ones with they're asking for pictures of my feet because those are yeah those okay. Are the let's let's ones. let's let's go down this rabbit hole a bit. No, we're not going down this, this is... rabbit hole. My DMs are not open. Apparently they are open, but you're probably not going to get a response, most likely. This How is many a, people are asking about this is yeah. a segment. This is How many people are segment. asking How about your feet? Slide into Joe. For, a lot of people ask about my feet. Oh, you want my DMs? Here's yeah. the most recent DM. Nice pick on the Giants tonight. I'm going to start <laughs> fading you. I'll put my kids through college. Expletive, expletive, hashtag expletive. My DMs <laughs> are nothing but people yelling at me. And then random bots trying to convince me to click links. There's like one, there's two good DMs here. There's one with Orlovsky where we're talking about some golf course. What a waste of time that was. There's another with an author I like. We're going to meet up and have coffee soon to talk about his book. Like, this is it. Peter Burns wanted a tour of the studio when he was out here. What do I look like, Burns? Peter Burns sliding into your DMs. Yeah, let's read here. Here, I'll out him. Let's go to Peter Burns. Uh, This is it. This is how it starts. (laughs) Not even how are you. This is Burns in my DMs, and this is legitimate. Headed to Vegas this weekend, there till Tuesday. Keep in mind, in the word there, he capitalized the T and the H and then went lowercase E-R-E. That doesn't make any sense. Headed to Vegas this weekend, there till Tuesday. Would love to connect and perhaps see studio. I'm staying at Caesars. And then he leaves his cell phone number, which I will not read. I mean, that sounds like my DMs as well. But this isn't Disney World. I'm not escorting you around Epcot Center so you and your family can have a nice day, Burns. (laughs) I got life to lead. 
like and then it's of course my sliding into your DMs instead of texting you. That's that's see what else we got in here. Here's a couple degenerate gamblers that want to partner up James, on something. James, by the way, has deleted the callers from my screen, which leads me to believe that he actually just wants me to stay on this subject that I am trying to rapidly get off. Yeah, of. they all hung up. Oh wow! They were disappointed that you wouldn't read your DMs. <laughs> they want to hear about the feet. Yeah, this is it. Hear. I get so, so like, many I read messages my DMs. asking about my feet. It's really bizarre. These like, DMs. so many. That's a thing. Like that's a weird so like thing. what do they say? They want you okay. to they want you to like send a photo yes. to them or do they want video? Yeah, what no, is they it they're want, asking? They want photos. Send feet photos. It get a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of that openly. People also tweeting to me. It's not just. Through my DMs. Oh, people just, they shoot their shot out in the open. Yeah. Just, Th- hey, those are the ones, those photos. are the, the psychos you got to be careful of. Yeah, they clearly walk around with no regard for any of us. At least the ones who slide little... into the DMs want to keep it private. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's all interesting. Li- those are the people that live in shame. <laughs> it's all interesting in my DMs. Jeez, look at I, you. I, Congratulations I, on I, all your I, DM success. I this mean, is fantastic. The Molecurums of the world have to just close their DMs, right? Like, there's no way. If you're on television all the time, there's no way. You and I are low-level low people open. who read our DMs. The reality of the situation is when you get high-level enough, you don't respond to any of this. You right. post and you ghost. You don't waste any time killing your brain cells, trying feel, to make sense of any of this nonsense. I feel bad because I like when people say nice things to me. And I do get a lot of messages Jeez. from people that say nice things. So then I'll respond with thanks. You know, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Let me and see the them problem feet. with that is I think sometimes <laughs> that invites the wrong message. And then, yes, then I get, hey, let me see those feet. Right, exactly. It's just like, a setup. I might have left the wrong impression there by saying thanks. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.